0: Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, Ops Insiders. It's Natalie Gingrich, your host with the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm really excited that you're here today. I've got a special interview that I'm going to be sharing with two powerhouses that have joined forces by joining forces. They are able to be in their zones and do their best work. And I can't wait to show you what they have done so that you can see what is out there. And you may be on one of two sides. Today, we're talking to Emily Williams with I Heart My Life, an amazing business that I have followed for the entire duration that I have been looking and pursuing online business as a business model. So we've got Emily Williams, and then we're also getting a peek in her, inside of her business by talking to her director of operations, Megan Hansel Henderson. So this is going to be something that's going to really enlighten you on how this powerful combination works in their business, but also to show you what's capable and how it can work in your business. So regardless of the side of the business that you're on, the CEO or the operator side, you're going to get to understand what the struggles are, what the greatest benefits are, and really just get a peek behind somebody else's curtain, which is always so fun. I know that if you're listening to this in real time, we are going through some different, in air quotes, different economic times. And by saying that, this coronavirus has really thrown our economy for a loop. We have experienced some amazing highs, and I am sensitive right now to all of those who have experienced loss, heartache, business changes, anything during this time. My heart goes out to you. It is my goal to continue to show all of you guys out there how strong business models are capable and will survive the storm that we're currently in. I believe that I Heart My Life is building an infrastructure inside of their business so that they can externally continue to serve their clients and the leader can show up in her zone of genius. So I am so excited to share with you guys the inside of I Heart My Life with Emily Williams. Hello, hello, friends. I am so excited for my listeners to have a back seat view of what it takes to grow a business by bringing on a director of operations and honestly revamping and restructuring your entire team. So I have had the beautiful pleasure of getting to know Emily Williams with I Heart My Life. And there's a great backstory here because when I had just left corporate America, I was diving into what this online world looked like and life coaching at the same time. And Emily was one of the very first people. This is now... I believe four years ago, but I had run across Emily years ago. And so as the internet goes, it's really not that big. And we have come full circle. So from me following her for a very long time, being inspired by her, her mentoring me from afar without even knowing knowing who I am or was. Fast forward four years later, she pops up and she's looking for a director of operations. And so we've been able to partner here in the last few months and getting to know each other personally. And it has been just an absolute pleasure to watch her and to get to know both her and James, her partner, and really getting to know that I hurt My Life brand a little bit better. So super excited to bring her here today. And we've also got her... Director of Operations, which is Megan Henderson, and you guys are going to get to know them a little bit more today. We're going to pull back the curtain and show you guys what it's like to grow a business and at the same time, just get a pulse of where Emily is in her business and how Megan contributes to her business today. So thank you ladies so much for being here. I'm super excited to share you guys with my audience.
1: Yeah, I'm excited too. Yes, I am as well.
0: Yes. Awesome. Fantastic. Emily, before we get started, can you share with my audience exactly what it is that you do and how they can find you? Definitely.
1: So we run a company called I Heart My Life, and this is the number one personal and professional development platform for women who know they're meant for something big. And so we work with a lot of women who want to grow an online business. They want to create more success, more wealth. And it's not just about wealth in terms of their business itself, but all around. So we really believe in holistic success. And so we help them to start or grow their online business, as well as create success in terms of their mindset, their relationships, their health. So they're not just building a business and then crashing and burning or going through a divorce or something (laughs) tragic like that. They're actually creating success in every area of their life. And so we do this through courses, live programs, events,
0: memberships,
1: my podcast literally everything books. We're covering all the bases and growing quicker and, and more every single day.
0: Yes, I love the good work that you do. It never feels like it's forced. It always feels like it hits me at the right time. So congrats on your success. And honestly, I feel like I've kind of had a little peek into your business this entire time as I've been growing mine. I feel like we've been growing beside one another. And I'm just so glad that the world brought us together at the right time. And I was able to share somebody who's really special to me because she has come through the director of operations certification and be able to pair the two of you guys together. It's one of my superpowers. And it's not just the pairing. It's really making sure that these partnerships have really good open communication. So before we get into the I Heart My Life business and the way that you've grown, Megan, could you introduce yourself for a hot second? and Just let everybody know who you are and how you are supporting Emily.
2: Absolutely. My name is Megan hansel Henderson. I have been supporting Emily over the last about four months. And I am her director of operations which pretty much means anything that's operations related, I've got my hands on.
0: Yes, absolutely. So yeah, a director of operations is definitely not a siloed role. It is an integrated role to a business. And we're going to start just our conversation today and talk about what, Emily, what did your organization look like? Let's just say six months ago to a year ago, what did the organization with I Heart My Life look like?
1: So I'll be the first to admit that I waited far too long to actually hire and to bring on people to really fully support me in the vision. And so last year, we actually had two women who helped us and they kind of shared the director of operations role. To be honest, they were more like marketers slash operators. So they kind of did everything. And we had a lot of success with them. It was great, a great experience. It was a big learning curve for me to start to delegate. But what we realized was we actually needed more support. And they were kind of a company and and a pairing. They worked with a variety of different other companies besides ours. And so it was very part-time. They were In the weeds when it came to launches and things like that. But in terms of day to day and really helping us with the overall growth as well, it was more sporadic. And so I just started to see the need to have somebody who was more full time in our company who could really devote themselves to our processes, to getting things streamlined, to helping me hire more people, helping me get clear on who we need in different roles as the organization grows. And honestly, to take off a lot of the burden that I was feeling around our company. I think there was a point where I don't think I know there was a point where I started to get resentful of the business because I was doing so much and I was doing so much on my own things that I should not have been doing. And so, like I said, there just came to this, we got to this point where I realized like it was no longer sustainable to do it this way. And it was hurting our business to not have the right people in our company. And it was slowing things down. And for me, someone who really loves speed, I was not available for that. And so luckily the women that I was working with at at the time who I just mentioned, who were in this director of operations slash marketing role, one of them knew of you, Natalie, and she was a big fan of your work. And so after we kind of phased them out, I was um, in touch with her and I just asked her for recommendations for people who basically did what she does, but in a bigger capacity and someone who'd be willing to come in more full time. And she recommended that I connect with you.
0: And I am ever so grateful. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> but it sounds like some of the things that I take away from that just snippet right there is that it got to the point where you were pre-scaling. What I, the stage I consider this in is pre-scaling. And so you bring in talent to help you get through this stage. But the talent that you had, it got to the point where it was stifling you personally. And this is not a ding on the people that were in your business. It's the stage of the business. It's never the person or the people that are contributing because everybody, anybody, even your weakest link in your business, they don't make or break your business. You do. And so the thing that I took away from this past conversation is that you realized that you were actually in a position where you couldn't move yourself forward and you couldn't move the business forward and so you made that hard reflection that told yourself hey i've got to have somebody it may cost me some money you know it's going to restructure us but that's going to be the connection i'm going to have to be able to move and to propel this business forward which i know you so desperately are you're made for and i'm so excited that you that we just connected and we could, I remember when you and I were talking, we were kind of going through a, a couple different scenarios because I hire for anybody. I always tell people, of course, I understand the director of operations role and I know how important it is for people's businesses, but not every single business needs a director of operations. If you would have come to me, Emily, six months ago, or maybe even a year ago, I may not have recommended that because you needed to get some of that marketing, some of those other structures in place. And so right time, right place. I really felt like a director of operations was what you needed. Needed. and more so than that, you were looking for somebody that was going to really be integrated and that's what I'm seeing more and more from people and businesses that are ready for a director of operations. They have had fractional work and people that have had some interest but not are not completely all in. The second thing is the strategy. I think what you needed a lot of support with You have the strategy, but you needed a sound person to come in who has an understanding of your business model, but also the landscape to be able to have really good conversations with. And sometimes you need someone that's a little bit more removed from the six inches between our ears. And so that is what I found whenever we were going through the hiring process with you. So Megan, I would love to hear from you. When you walked in to I Heart My Life and you joined forces with Emily, what did it feel like walking into this business?
2: Well, I think with any new job, everyone is really energetic and you are just ready to take on the world until you actually have the realization of, okay, I'm in this brand new business. Emily is self-admitted that she loves to move fast. And this is exactly why we're meant for each other because we balance each other out. And she will do something at, as she says, she'll be on the second mountain and probably her or myself and James would be still climbing up the first mountain. That's just how she moves. So it's great for me because when I walked in, she was like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this. And we were both on the same page in reference to moving forward. Like what were the key factors that we needed to do in order to move her company to the next level? And I was able to do that quite easily. I'm kind of surprised it's only been a couple of months because it feels like I've known her for years in the company for years now. So for me, it was quite easy, honestly, to just kind of jump in. It, and I really have to say that I think having the right interview process really helped that because it allowed Emily and James to kind of go through all of that. And they had multiple rounds and you, you know, multiple applications and they were asking the right questions. So I think they were able to get the right fit.
0: I love that too. I know that you're only going... The amount of effort that you put into the interview process will bring you the best candidates. And those people who try to skimp on that interview process, you're always looking for I mean, skill set's kind of easy to find. The biggest difference is making sure that you can find somebody that matches your values and really has a personality that's going to be helpful and collaborative in whatever lies ahead. And so Emily, she was very honest from the very beginning, like I'm a goer, I'm a doer, but she also knew that she needed a balance here. So some people like to join forces with people who are faster than them. And if you're looking for an operator in your business, you're typically going to want that person to be a little bit slower than you, because those are the detailed people. Those are the people that are going to help you get to excellence and help balance out that energy. So while Emily is marching ahead on that third and fourth mountain, you, me, James, her partner are definitely going to be on one or maybe one and a half. But as long as she's casting the vision, she's giving you a lot of purpose and a lot of leeway to get this done in a very excellent way. And so the collaboration between the two of you guys is amazing. So Emily, give me, as people are listening to this, they may be thinking to themselves, like, do I need a director of operations in my business? Should I be changing my business model? I mean, at this time when we're recording this, we're in the middle of the COVID crisis. And lots of people are looking at their business models. I believe that we're going to be stronger through this, but as they're listening to this, they may be thinking to themselves, is this the right time for a director of operations? Do I have the money? What was the mindset that you had? You alluded to it earlier, but what was the mindset you were really faced with when you were going to double down on this role? I think for me, the
1: pain got so great personally that I, I couldn't not move forward with this decision. So for those who don't know, I lived in London for the last 10 years and my husband, James is British. That's where we met and we moved back in August, 2019 to the United States. And so during that summer before moving, like there were many experiences of, I had many anxiety attacks. Like there were moments where I was literally on the bathroom floor in tears. And I was like, I just kept telling my husband, I was like, I, I feel like I'm drowning. And that was the the main feeling that was there for most of 2019. And finally, obviously, we moved to the US, and and things started to not necessarily calm down, but fall into place. We literally had to rebuild our entire company. We had to move everything over from Stripe, from where all of our clients had to sign contracts again. We had to recreate all of our contracts. We literally had to like restart our company. And so all of that happened. And we weren't... We didn't even have our two operators at that point in time. So it was literally myself, James, are um, very a few like part-time tech VAs, our main VA, and that was pretty much it. And so I realized like this is absolutely ridiculous. Like what am I doing right now? I am basically like this business is basically killing me and I'm starting to resent it. I've gotten to the point where I'm suffering from daily anxiety. And I'm not harding my life. And our whole company is I heart my life. And I was like, I cannot be this person at this point. Like this, I'm not available for this. And so I started to get really clear with myself around what had to happen and who we needed to bring on. I started to really think about what are the decisions that I'm going to need to make in order to move closer to the vision, the thing that I really want to create and that I know I hurt my life is all about, which is freedom, wealth, living a life better than your dreams. Like, what does that really look like to me? And so once I was clear around, you know, where I want the company to go and I don't want to do it on my own, that's when I reached out to you and I started reaching out to other contacts. It wasn't just you, but like other people who I knew were great at building teams and great at sourcing connections. And I just, I built such an incredible network over the past few years that there wasn't any sort of shortage of people I could speak to, but you really stood out to me because of your certification program and everything that you offered. And when we spoke, you were very transparent and, and I felt like you could really laser in on what I needed right away. And so I started to quickly gain that clarity. Um, and then I remember one of the calls that you and I had, we actually mapped out the infrastructure of our company. And it was so exciting to think about having different people in these big roles like marketing, operations, and For those people who are listening, we haven't really announced this. We've done it kind of behind the scenes. But my husband, James, is no longer my business partner in the same sense. He is a coach within I Heart My Life, but he has a lot of his own personal goals. And so we knew we wanted to remove him from operations. We knew that I wanted to eventually be out of operations to a certain extent. And so we had all these big goals and visions, and then we just needed the people in place to make it happen. And I am no... I I don't get scared about spending money. I really like, I done all the money mindset work. It's what I teach. I make decisions based on where I want to be, not from where I currently am. And so I was like, okay, this has to happen in order for the company to move forward. So for me, it was never about the expense. Like that didn't bring up any fear for me. It was more around letting go and the time it would take to train somebody. Those were my biggest fears. Like how can I spend the time training somebody when like I'm barely able to get everything done myself now. But that was the whole point to free up time. Mm -hmm. And so I I just did a lot of work within myself and and speaking to you and other people to really shift that and recognize what I was going to be gaining by putting all these incredible people in place.
0: So what was the onboarding like for Megan? How did you create...
1: Megan was very kind in her response just now. And the truth is, is she joined right before Christmas. And luckily, I don't remember, Megan, if you're like, maybe your mother-in-law had the kids or something.
2: Yes, that's what it was. Yes, she had the kids. (laughs)
1: Right. So Megan has four kids. And so we're like, okay, awesome. Like she clearly will know how to juggle things in her life if she's doing that. And so it just turned out that during the period of time before Christmas, the kids were away and she had this big chunk of time. And so we actually started with strategic mapping, which I know is your work, Natalie. And so we were able to look at these seven key components of the business. And I was just blown away at how clear Megan she, she got the vision right away. It was almost as as if she had been in the company, like she said, for a long time. And she could see the vision for me as well, for me as a leader, for me as a speaker, an author, all of those. And so she could see the big picture vision, which was super exciting for me. And to actually have somebody in my corner, you know, very quickly, I got used to that and I will never go back, obviously. But it was really amazing to have those dedicated few days where we literally just dove headfirst into strategic mapping and got clear around what the company was all about, what we're going to be offering, how we're going to be selling it, what the team needs to look like, what are my personal goals, when do we want to buy a house, like literally the nitty gritty. And then we had our big live event in San Diego the first week of January. And so she went from just starting this role into traveling to California and being at this live event. So she was immersed into I Heart My Life very quickly, which I actually think is a blessing because she got to see, obviously meet us, and she got to experience the company in a different way and got to meet the rest of the team. And so all of our relationships were solidified much quicker had that not happened. But at the same time, everything was full speed ahead that we've kind of, over the past month or so, had to backtrack a little bit to make sure that we're clear around some of the processes, get things like Asana cleaned up. But honestly, we've done more in 90 days than most people do in like a year. Mm -hmm. And we've also hired, we hired a head of marketing. We have a different tech VA that's more full-time now. We have three coaches under us within our um, mastermind program. We're bringing them in to help with other programs. We've done a launch. We're planning another launch. Like, I I could go on and on.
0: Ladies, that's all within like 120 days. So (laughs) um, I know Emily moves fast, but I believe and I know I'm seeing this. I'm watching your business grow and I'm watching the influence that Megan has had and I'm supporting Megan because she is a certified director of operations. So going back to the onboarding piece, I know that's one of the things that I get, you know, I hire for all kinds of roles, whether it's a tech VA or whether it's a director of operations and the higher level that you hire into your business, the easier it is to onboard them. So in Emily's case, as we're talking about the director of operations, she's coming in, every certified director of operations is going to come in with the onboarding system that I have used for four years in a business. And the very first part of that is the strategic mapping. And so it's nice to be validated, Emily, that that was super helpful for you. It's not a planted question, (laughs) listeners, by the way. I, I don't onboarding is different for everybody. And sometimes it comes back to the amount of control and the amount of perfectionism that the leader has. But if you truly are bringing in a leader into your business, like a director of operations, then they should be able to onboard and immerse the word that you use that just hit me is immerse because that is the only way to get a quick return out of an operator in a business. Once they become fully immersed and can channel you as the leader in their decision making, in their hiring, in their expansion, in their strategy, that's when you can get a return. It's hard to get returns out of an operator. It's easier to get a financial return out of a marketer because a marketer is going to set up a Facebook ad. If it starts converting well, they make their money back. So in an operator, it's a little bit different. So I love the money mindset that you share with us, Emily, because you're right. If you can see excellence for yourself, if you can see growth in yourself, I fully believe that we have to trust that the money is going to be there. And it's not a blind trust. It's it's really faith that you're paving the way that this is going to come back to you. And so thank you for encouraging the audience who... As you know, because of the work that you do, so many of us and so many of the listeners here have massive money mindset issues. And so bringing on a valuable asset like a director of operations, money is really the thing that holds them back the most. They will allow themselves to sit in that place of anxiety that you so, so well described, which I have been there as well. So, and I think a lot of the listeners who are there, if you're a small business owner, you have built this business on your own back, right? Your own labor. You have given your health. You have given relationships. You have, I know this, like I've done this myself. I get chills thinking about it, but we've done that to ourselves. And if that is what, that being the impetus for you growing your team is so beautiful because you could have sat there scared about the investment, scared about the control, scared about the outcome or making a poor decision. And today It cripples me. It makes me sad to think that you could be sitting there with the same anxiety on that bathroom floor that you described. And I see people do this all the time. So kudos to you and kudos to Megan for being the right person for you guys going through the interview process to find the person that compliments you the best. You were not short on options. And I'm just glad and and grateful that you went through the process of really digging deep and finding a good, a true partnership when you think about so when you guys came on we we talked about the onboarding but what has been the greatest benefit emily i'm going to ask you as well megan but what's been the greatest benefit of of having this partnership
1: Yeah. And just to answer your previous question, I think that everyone needs to bring on a director of operations if they're at the point that I described where they're doing too much themselves and they know they want to grow and they don't know necessarily who to bring on in terms of team. They don't have processes put in place. They don't have things streamlined. And so I think for me, one of the things that Megan was amazing at was just being the onboarder for herself. <laughs> she mm-hmm. had the whole process there and was able to really map it out and teach me so much. And like I said, one of the greatest benefits was she was quickly immersed in the company and just going through that strategic mapping was was really incredible. But I think, you know, us being really honest with one another as well and being open about what's working, what are you feeling? I mean, there are times where She's been honest with me. I've said things to her where it's like, you know, Megan, you can be more honest with our contractors, or I give you permission to say this. Like, really, really allowing her to be fully in herself and and who she is, and bring her brilliance to the table, and doing my best not to stifle her and stifle that when my natural tendency is to go into like control mode. And I'm sure she'll be, again, the first to admit that I do have control issues still. (laughs) So that's a work in progress. So I think just being honest and recognizing, as you've said, Natalie, that this is like any other relationship that's gonna develop over time.
0: Absolutely. So Megan, as you stepped into I Heart My Life and reflecting back on the last four months, where do you see your greatest benefit from the director of operations side?
2: Honestly, it's as Emily said, like when, when I first stepped in, it was sort of like, I don't want to say, I mean, she had the reins, but that's the problem is she had the reins. There was nobody there to really help her. And I was able to step in and say, hold on, Emily, let's take a deep breath. This is what I'm here to do. Why don't we, you know, and like, we actually mapped everything out. And then once we got through the mapping, then it was like, okay, what's the next step? All right. This is what we need. So we're going to do that. We're going to prioritize. This is what we're going to go for after we get that, then we're going to do this. So it was really just the whole mapping part. And I think that a lot of people that are driven like Emily, they will consider themselves like control freaks or, you know, that they need to have their hands on everything and that it might bother some people, but it doesn't bother me because it's her business. And yes, I may only be the director of operations. And yes, we work as a partnership, which I'm so blessed to have. But if I didn't have her vision and if I didn't have her hands in everything, it wouldn't be her company. Like Mm. sometimes we just need for her to chime in and then we're like, okay, it's settled. That's what Emily wants, you know, because this is her vision and her company. Yes. So as much as people might think that, oh, you know what? I don't want to relinquish control and that's fine. But, and she has also empowered me to make my own decisions, which has been grateful because there might be a lot of people that might hold the reins a little too tight, Mm -hmm. but Emily definitely has the right balance of knowing when to step in and knowing when to step back. And I know that's really hard for a business owner.
0: Yeah. I think that really what I'm hearing is being coachable. And as a leader, we have to be coachable and what happens when you bring a director of operations and a and a CEO together, you're looking at two leaders. And so having two-way coaching and open communication is critical in the success of the partnership. And so super happy to hear that. Megan, that is the blessing in joining this business. What has been the biggest challenge as a director of operations in general, this business and in the title?
2: I think that the the biggest challenge i think of actually any leader is that you're having to move at a higher pace that for me has been i mean a lot of times when especially for me you know walking into a brand new business you need to get from 0 to 60 in less than a month pretty much so it's like you need to get up and running and make sure that you can take care of everything because you have that responsibility of being brought into this business to help them So you want to get them results. It may not be financial, but you want to help them in some tangible way where they're just like, you are valuable right away. So making sure that, you know, you can find those opportunities that I can like put my best foot forward. It was really kind of how I thought and like, it made me and it challenged me really to get to that next level in myself which has been a benefit of working with Emily in reference to my mindset, because it's also given me confidence and I've worked on my mindset issues and my money mindset issues as well. So it's been, it's been a great partnership for me.
0: I believe that. Emily, I know it's trusting and relinquishing control and those things that have been really critical in getting your business to this point. That's just part of our fabric it's part of what makes us phenomenal leaders and developers and innovators in our own industries but when you turn that inside and you start to look at those are the things that have helped us to grow our business but they're also the things that hold us back what advice just in your zone of genius what advice would you give listeners who are struggling with those things right now
1: yeah. So for me, I always ask myself, am I showing up as that next level version of me? Like, is me as a leader right now going to get us to the next level? Or is there something I need to shift in terms of my mindset or my action or the way in which I'm addressing the team? And that applies to me as well as the company as a whole. And so, again, it just comes back to, you know, I make decisions based on where I want to be, mm-hmm. not from where I currently am. And so, one of the greatest tools that we as leaders have in terms of our success. is to be able to be on the outside looking in at ourselves and to honestly evaluate how we're showing up and how that might be hurting or helping our company and us getting closer or again, staying stuck when it comes to our level of success. And so I think it's just being really honest and real. I mean, one of the quotes that my mentor always talks about, I'm I'm going to totally butcher it, so I won't try and say it word for word, but essentially it's like your success is dependent upon the way in which you're able to evaluate yourself in an honest way. So if you're able to look at yourself honestly, then you will become more successful. And of course, that means you have to be willing to tweak things. And so for me, it's like just being honest, just being real, allowing other people to give me feedback when I need it, which is often... And just being willing to ask for help and be vulnerable with the team and say, you know what, like I can't do this or I'm exhausted right now, or I'm going to turn my phone off for a bit. Like, here's what I need you to do. Can you help? And just having that open
0: dialogue. And I know that even from our relationship, I know that sometimes when, whether it's, you know, emotional or not emotional, just reaching out and asking for feedback has been really amazing for me to be able to support you from a friend perspective, just, you know, hey, And to know that I can speak super openly and candidly with you has just, it's been a real gift. And that's how I am able to support people. If I am in a relationship, whether it's a friendship, a mastermind, a business relationship, it doesn't matter. I tend to only want to surround myself with people who are coachable, who I can give feedback to and receive just as well. And so it's super critical for me to surround myself with that type of person. And I appreciate having you on the other end of the proverbial line, if you will, because when you ask me something, I don't have to script it and make it pretty. I can be honest and full of integrity and not worry about how it's being received. So I think if you can lead in the way that Emily just mentioned, your team, both exterior and interior, so your customers as well as your team feels the ability, they're going to be in their zone because that communication is open feedback is warranted and wanted, and you're going to do something with it. Now, we're not perfect. We're not always going to receive criticism well. We're not always going to receive new ideas well. But by being open and giving yourself boundaries and space and creating the lines of communication, that I believe that that is the biggest key to leadership and true growth, both personally and professionally. And I appreciate you sharing that with this audience today, Emily, because we need to hear it. I need to hear it. When I asked the question just a second ago, I just told myself self in my own head, like open up and listen to this because I know Emily is just, you're amazing at what you do and this is your zone. So.
1: Yeah. And I think just being open and being willing to ask questions and get curious has benefited me so much over the past few months because I feel like I'm the next level version of myself and I'm now a leader. And I think I was stuck in more of a manager role for the past few years. And that is not my zone. I should not be a manager. And so Megan has really opened up the door for me to be elevated within this company and to actually step into the role that I'm meant to be in. And the amount that I've learned, even through last year, but through the hiring process, through having more team members, through really... Again, being given that freedom and that gift of being in the role that I was supposed to be in, things have shifted so greatly and I feel like now I can bring so much knowledge to our company and to our clients and we're able to offer higher level programs like last week we just hosted a retreat for our mastermind members and Megan was a big part of that and so she got to bring her knowledge to the table. I'm now a next level version of a coach of the coach that they signed up with. We have other team members who can come in and support our clients. And so I feel so much less alone, which automatically creates confidence and just a different sort of energy that I can bring to the company and to the vision and also to the programs we offer, to our sales goals, literally everything all
0: around. And when we can be in our zone, don't think for one second that we will not be blessed financially. We won't be blessed with just that personal satisfaction of progressing other people, which is what a life coach does. That's what you were meant for. And when you've got this infrastructure inside to allow that to happen with more ease, to deliver better than you've ever delivered, it just comes back to you. It's personally fulfilling and it's also financially fulfilling. So I love what iHeart My Life does. I've loved it for a really long time. I was joking with Emily at the very beginning of our relationship that I used to follow her on Periscope. So those of you guys who are really new to the online space, like Periscope, has you know been dead and gone for quite a while. But that's how long I have been watching Emily really soar to it. success. So um, thank you both for being here. Thank you for just being honest and candid and really opening up the conversation to both the highs and the lows. Growing a team is never going to be super simple. There's always a challenge with expanding yourself and stepping outside of something that has been comfortable for you, even if it's been at the cost of your own health, your mental sanity, your physical health. It's hard. To come to grips and to say, I'm going to relinquish this. I'm going to open up and let somebody else step into this. But when you really look at this and you see that there are talented people, whether it's a director of operations, a business manager, a project manager, a director of marketing, whatever that link is in your business, once you identify it, having the trust and the faith to step forward in your own leadership journey as a CEO of your business, stepping forward and pulling up somebody else it's not that you're stepping away. You're stepping up and you're allowing somebody else to come in. And that's what you see with a powerful combination like Emily and Megan. So thank you ladies so much for being here. Before we sign off, Emily, can you tell people where to find you? I want every single person here to make sure that they go there because she's got some phenomenal information. She's got great programs. Like I'm telling you, there's very few people I've followed for four years. So tell us where we can find you.
1: Yeah, iheartmylife.com is the website and then we're on social media. I personally love Instagram, so I spend a lot of time there and that's iheartmylife now.
0: Fantastic. Thank you again, Megan, for being here. Thanks, Emily. I look forward to sharing with this with my audience and you guys have a fantastic day.